good morning. I am smiling a bit because we have a living hope in Jesus Christ. Amen? Oh, you're with me. Now, two years, if someone told me two years ago that our world will be plunged and crippled by a virus, I would have told the person, you watch too many sci-fi movies. Because this kind of thing happens in sci-fi movies, doesn't it? And yet, that's our reality today. That's why our series on is that okay? That's why our series on hope on the book of Peter is very timely. Because Peter was writing to Christians at the time going through severe persecution. And he was reminding them that despite your troubles, we have a living hope in Jesus Christ. We can be confident also that there is a confidence assurance of a glorious future that awaits us. Therefore, encouraging them to live with a heavenly, with a heavenly perspective. So my message today is this. If you're weary, tired, fed up, I want to say to you, we have Jesus who is our living hope. If you're here or online and you do not know our Lord Jesus Christ and have never said yes to him, I pray that as I bring this message by the strength of the Holy Spirit that you will hear the solution to your problem. <laughs> which is Jesus, our living hope. So if you have a Bible with you, I please encourage you to just keep your Bibles open throughout this talk. Because God is going to be speaking to you and just highlight things that jump out at you, although the words are going to come out here. Therefore, and I'm reading from 1 Peter 1, verse 13, and I'm going to read through to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 3. Therefore, with the mind that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace that will be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children... Do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he has called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it's written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each one's person's work impartially, leave out your time as foreigners here in reverence fear, for you know that is 
For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish and defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in this last time for your sake. Through him, you believed in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable seed through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and their glory is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that has been preached to you. Therefore, this is chapter 2, read yourself of all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. Like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk. That's the word of God. So that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tested that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. In light of our new life in Christ, we are encouraged in this letter to live and think differently from the world by having our minds alert and sober, our minds ready for action. Peter is encouraging us that our mind must be clear of anything that prevents us growing spiritually and anything that hinders our walk. We must therefore renew our mind with the word of God so that we will be fully equipped in the things of God to navigate this difficult time. That is why 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture, it's a reminder, is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servant of God, that is us, will be fully equipped for every good work. As born-again Christians, who have this new life in Christ. The Bible is our life manual. Peter also encourages us that our mind must be sober. And this has nothing to do with drinking tequila. This has something to do with being controlled in the spirit. Being steadfast. What does it mean to be steadfast? That means you remain strong, anchored in the things of God, 
Because our mind, we must renew our minds with the word of God. We are anchored. We are steadfast. We don't move. We don't shake. We don't go under the circumstances because we are more than conquerors. We are self-disciplined. And sometimes, I'm not naive. Sometimes during this pandemic, I have been like, oh, 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 God. I have buckled. But because I renew my mind with the word of God, I straighten myself up again and say, I have a living hope in Jesus. I have a living hope in Jesus. I will not give up. I will not. That means Peter is saying, control your mind. Renew your mind so that everything we do, we are controlled from within. We are not controlled by outside circumstances. Because not only do we have a living hope, but there is a glorious hope that is coming when Jesus appears. This is a win-win situation. If we die now, we go to heaven. If we live, we live in the strength of God. So, win-win situation. And this was the mentality of the apostles. If we die, we die. If we die, we are with him. If we, need it, if we live, it's actually more helpful, not for us, but for you, because we are propagating the gospel. That's our mentality of the new life. Second point, he says, we should be obedient and holy. As obedient, this is verse 14, as obedient children do not conform to the evil desires that you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, he says, be holy for I am holy. Oh, how do we manage that? How can we be holy as God is holy? If I ask the average Christian, are you holy? Hmm. You say, well, I do try. But the fact is, we are holy. He said, how is that? Candy, are you holy? Yes, I am holy. Because in Ephesians 1.4, God wrote a letter to me. Back in the day, he said to me, Candy, and to us all, I have chosen you in Christ before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So, we are holy then. Are we not? We are. Peter says this. I have chosen... <laughs> you have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of the Father, to the sanctification of the work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Christ, and print with his blood. I am holy. 
we are holy. Do we get it right every time? No. But you see, if we believe we are holy, the way we live is different. If God has declared that we are holy, who are we to negate what God has said? God says, I am holy. So what I do then is this. I now lean. I accept it by faith. I accept it by faith. And what I then do is this. I walk in it. When I fail, guess what? I have a living Savior who said, if I confess my sin, he is forever ready to forgive me for, I, uh, for my sins. So what do I do? I keep walking in my holiness. And the more I do this and renew my mind, guess what? I am going higher. I am soaring higher in the things of God. My confidence becomes greater because I believe what God says I am. I believe what God says. And sometimes we are so humble. Are you holy? No, really? No. No. We are soldiers of the living God. We don't buckle, we don't give up, we soldier on. Amen? And this is what Peter is saying. These were people who were persecuted. People who saw their uncles crucified, thrown out of their home, persecuted by their, ho their fellow Jewish people because they had accepted Jesus. We haven't come to that yet. And yet they were like soldiers they saw something in Jesus. They caught a revelation of who Jesus was. The living hope. Living hope. So if we die, we die. If we go, we keep going. And that's the mentality Jesus wants us to have today. He goes on to say, the God who calls you who is holy will also judge everyone's work. Peter, Paul says this, sorry, in Corinthians. He says, we know the terror of the Lord, so we persuade men. There is a divine judgment. That is sovereign, right? We shall present our, what we have done before the judgment seat of Christ. So that's why he's encouraging us. Come on, let's live this holy life. For you are not born of corruptible seed. You know, when I hear that word, NIV says perishable. I love the King James. It says incorruptible seed. What does that mean? It means that Christ lives in me. And the Christ that lives in me by the Spirit of God is incorruptible. That is hope in itself. That means I have eternity on the inside of me. Perishable things, incorruptible things. It says, love one another. Holy living demands that we love one another. One thing once, two years ago, I was in this service, and 
I normally sit this side of the service, and I caught, my eye caught somebody who just walked in. I was just busy praising, and my eye caught someone who walked in. And I knew who that person was. That person is the person who hurt my brother. Instantly, I said, what is he doing here? In my church? Oh, now he has to come to my church too. And this is during praise and worship. I said this. Jesus says, love one another. He says, because we have now purified ourselves by obeying the truth, so have sincere love for the brethren. Love one another deeply from the heart. For you have not been born, <laughs> again, of perishable seeds, but imperishable seeds through the living and enduring word. So when I caught this person's eye, eye and started mumbling that what is he doing in my church, God spoke to me and said this. He said this to me. Now, you know during our song break where Andy says, say hello to everyone, the Holy Spirit said to me, now go right there. And he's going to be the first person. You're going to welcome him in this church. But in obedience, I went and said, oh, welcome. As I was approaching him, he probably thought, oh, she's going she's to lose it now. But I said, welcome. Why? Not because I responded to my flesh, but I responded to the spirit within. The spirit of love on the inside of me that says, Candy, love one another deeply from the heart. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And the advantage we have is this. If we see ourselves that way, we begin restrained. We are restrained by God's word. We are restrained by the love of God. Therefore, where he says, get rid of every malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander, and crave the word of God. I'm going to finish with this. Jesus is our living hope. No doubt about that. Every ability to live this Christian life has been given to us. So, let us be determined. Let us be resolute in our walk with Christ because we have been begotten to a living hope. So, if you have had this message and you're not a Christian yet, I hope you are encouraged. I hope I have been able to communicate the living Jesus. And if you're online, why don't you Click on the line there and say, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. And if you're here today, why don't you give your life to Jesus too? And if you're weary, why don't you say, Father, I'm ready to walk with you again. Not considering my weariness or how I feel, but because of what you have begotten of me. Jesus, my living hope. Thank you.